Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. Welcome back, Dave. Back to the boiling point. We're back. It is cold outside, but it is it is actually nice in here. Not it's warm it's pleasant. yet. And I think what we're figuring out with uh, you know how how science works is uh, the colder it is outside uh, our voiceover booth, the more pleasant it is inside. Uh, so it's kind of a nice uh, nice little little change. It's probably what minus. 16 degrees outside right now. Yeah, I Celsius. don't know what it is. Celsius for American listeners. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I think that would be somewhere around uh, like five degrees Fahrenheit. And Greg, you are sporting a great beard. Um, we'll yeah. have to tweet that out. I love it. Well, you, you know what? This goes back to uh, a podcast interview we had a few weeks ago. Oh, yes. And uh, marketers with beards. Marketers with beards on Facebook. And you know, once I once I got tapped into those guys, it's like. I got to start growing this There's thing. There's no going I, back. I've been a beardo forever, but never, you know, it's been years since I had a big beard. In fact, the guest that we have on today, I think one of the first things we should ask him, you should ask him, is for uh, for him to describe the the epic beard that Greg Hemmings once had when I first met this guy. Okay. Okay? All right. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> okay. We're, we're going to be talking to Andrew Tibby today. And you know Andrew. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I definitely know Andrew. He's uh, he's part of my uh, my career story and my life path. He's uh, my, uh, um, well, we, we've explained each, uh, each other uh, in a, multiple, uh, a multitude of different ways. Uh, let's just say he's, he's my best friend, okay? Uh, he's also a filmmaker, an explorer, loves, uh, loves space, uh, has uh, worked a lot with astronauts and NASA and National Film Board and all this sort of thing. So we're going to pipe him in. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And I, I want to ask him, I mean, you had, didn't you have a chance meeting with him if I if I read this correctly or I understand it correctly, in the Yukon Territory, which is my home turf. That's right. You're driving down towards Carcross, and there's a desert. The that smallest very, desert in the smallest, world. That very well. If you're not from the Yukon, you wouldn't know about it. But I did growing up in the Yukon. We yeah. go to the desert every once in a while, right? And and you run across him. Is this a true story? Okay, let's get Andrew to tell All the right. story. I love it. Okay, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna press go here. And we have a technician too. We just got a new guy, James. And I'll t- I gotta say, I know we're not supposed to talk about the booth and all stuff, but your place is looking sharp. Hey, thanks, man. And we got those funky beats going on right there. Sorry, I do that all the time. I'm so predictable now. So Andrew's gonna answer. He's gonna say something like, "What?" Yeah, hey, there we go. Andrew Tidby. Hello there. <laughs> you, you, Andrew, you didn't answer the way Greg predicted you'd answer. And how was that, David? How, how did you expect? Uh, he was he was expecting you to you to answer what? Yeah, I was going to, but I don't know if we're if we're recording. We right are now, recording, so but like, that's what I we wanted. I want polite. so let's 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 start over again. Let's pretend okay. you, Greg is very good at doing the Skype beat. So you do the Skype beat. What, Andrew? That's actually how I answer the phone every time Greg does call for real. Yeah, well, I kind of gathered that. That's great. How you been, man? I've been very well, thank you. Yeah, um, well, uh, Andrew, thank you, thanks so much, by the way, for uh, for being on our podcast. I know you've listened to every single episode uh, so far. Wh- which one was your favorite so far? 
I wanted Jason McLean. Yeah, that was really good. <laughs> Is he trying to throw you under the bus? No, no, no. I, I'm, just, I'm just, I'm just totally, totally kidding. I, I'm very excited to bring Andrew onto the uh, boiling point. We could actually have about seven hours worth of uh, conversation about uh, about uh, some of the adventures that Andrew and I have been on. Um, but today, Andrew, right before you answered the phone. Uh, Dave was asking me a question about one of the adventures that uh, recently happened in his home, own hometown in the Yukon. In the home territory, yeah. And, and he, he, uh, he recalls the story as I told him, but he, he wants you to, to finish Yeah, it. yeah. So, so as I heard it through Greg, and, and you know, there's, I mean, I'm sure there's a Greg factor here in some way, right? But I understand that you were, and, and, and not many people know about this little spot, this little, the smallest desert in the world, which mm-hmm. is located just south of Whitehorse, in between, you yeah. know, very close to Carcross. And Greg was going up there, and I was trying to get him hooked up with my parents and all these people that he should be seeing. And anyways, and I, I hear that he's he's cr- going down to Carcross, and he runs across you with and a film crew in the yeah. smallest desert in the world. Is this true? Yeah. And you, yes. but here's the question I have for you: Did you guys, Did you have no knowledge of each other being there? Uh, I had no idea he was going to be. And did he have no idea you were there? Well, I'm going to rewind a little bit. Ah, we see, were, now I'm Well, wondering. no, no. I mean, like, whoa, here's how it went. Um, we were both invited to a wedding of a good friend of ours, okay, up there. Andrew couldn't come. He was just unable. He was working on a TV show that's going to take him all through the Arctic and uh, for months filming. And um, as it turns out, just by bizarre coincidence, uh, the production company sent him there. At the exact same day that I that I arrived, so uh, yeah. we bumped into each other. Andrew, you missed the wedding, but you came to the wedding party after, and, and yeah. it was and it was great. And and uh, you know something, Dave, this is actually makes it for a really good segue. Um, but we didn't ask him his version. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Go so ahead. give us yeah. your version. <laughs> Jeez, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll advocate on no, your behalf, no. okay, Andrew? Because Greg will just dominate this other way. Oh, I I know it's that's uh, that's what he does. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it sh- you shouldn't even have guests on. It should be about Greg. Yeah, <laughs> Greg and this other guy that is his sort of co-host. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so tell um, us, tell us what happened, and, and well, maybe just a little bit of a little background uh, on the Yukon, what your experience. Because I just love to hear it. Because I don't know how many people are listening from the Yukon, but I bet you there's a few. Yeah. Uh, well, um, I actually w- went across the entire Arctic over the summer, but uh, on that particular day, I walked the entire desert of Carcross. Uh, the only time in my life I've ever walked from end to end, and um, um, and although it's small, it's still uh, it was still quite a quite a hard hike, and I was carrying about eighty pounds of gear with me. And at the very end, I got into the uh, got, I got to the road, and I put down everything, and this car is driving by, and you know you know that road, yeah. it's like a dirt it's like a dirt road, yeah, yeah. and I hear the, I hear this car yell out Andrew Tippy, <laughs> like, who would ever know that I'm out here. It was a, a car full of, a uh, car, whole car full of my friends. <laughs> and that's so typical. And that is so typical. And uh, oh my God. anyway, as I was going to say, like uh, a fantastic segue because uh, Tibby and, and I were talking. So for, for the, the viewer, the listeners who don't know Tibby, he's a filmmaker uh, as well. And uh, um he and I were, were talking recently about his adventures up in the Arctic and all over the place. And for the first time ever, really, uh, we, we had a good discussion to be about the whole idea about, you know, how much do we talk about our adventures and, and, and the things that we're doing uh, in a point where, you know, if 
are we dominating conversation, for example? Like if, if we're at a dinner party and we keep on talking about the adventures that we do, we do, we do. And as filmmakers who travel the world, we've got a lot of adventures to share. So Tim and yes. I started talking about this. And Andrew, why don't you give me a little background on that? Because you and I have very similar storytelling uh, background and style, right? So, right. yeah. Well, uh, I mean, of our conversation? Well, well, ju- ju- just about how, you know, typically people yeah. like you and I seem... Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, you know, uh, I, I guess it's an adventurous life that, uh, that the two of us live. Um, and uh, I don't know, I guess people are, are, are interested in it. Um, but uh, the... Um, I just, I just, you know, I, I guess for like, especially for the last decade, <clears throat> the first thing that people ask are, what you working on now? Uh, and, uh, and, and I, I know it's just a, a place of curiosity and it's not that I'm, I'm ever bored of talking about it. In fact, I love, I love talking about it. Um, but, uh, I, 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 I just started to find that, especially over the last year and a half, uh, I've done, I've met some people that have, have that have changed my uh, have changed my life and changed my outlook. And and the common trend about them all is they, although they're some of the most amazing people in the world, uh, uh, and like th- these are astronauts and these are people who are uh, inventing new types of uh, uh, nuclear fuels that will save the world. They never spoke about it, and they didn't speak about it because I was dominating the conversation and I was going. I did this and I did this and I did this. And like, although I wasn't, I just, I thought I need to stop. I need to stop. I need to stop uh, talking about doing things like planet luxury uh, and uh, doing these incredible shoots uh, that I go on in the Arctic or wherever in the world and start asking people more about themselves. Hmm. I I think this is, I mean, as as far as a coach is concerned, Dave, uh, you probably <clears throat> come across that issue often because we're we're talking about practicing being listeners, uh, even though we've got a lot to say. What, yeah, what, it's an interesting topic, eh? Like, I mean, I, I think is there's a tension there between sharing your story, which is really cool. I mean, to hear. I mean, I, I know because I so I have a natural curiosity. I want to learn more about these the astronauts and the people you're meeting, Andrew, and and what it is about them that that attracts you to them. But so there's that tension between listening and understanding of the person. But there's also, you know, the other side, I think, is you guys, you know, everyone, actually, not just you guys, everyone has a great story to tell. And and in a way, I think, you know, it's kind of cool when people are out there telling their story because a lot of people aren't telling their story. Yeah, but, you know, yeah, but, uh, you know, it, I think I think for, in, in, my problem is that uh, I just don't take the time to ask. Well, I, up until last year or so, I didn't take the chance to ask people like I'd be embarrassed. People would, people would ask me. Like my girlfriend would say, um, "Who is that?" Um, oh, that was uh, Katie. Well, what does Katie do? And I think to myself, you know what? I I don't know. Well, how long have we known her for? Like twenty years, and right. I still don't know it. And I think, like, oh, what kind of person am I? Well, do you know what, Andrew? And and this, uh, you and I had this conversation on the phone about this very uh, discussion. Is, um, it's it it's. It's hard for us not to talk about what we do because people genuinely are, are asking, right? Yeah. Um, because if you if you live in a particular job that actually does take you around the world, it's just a natural natural thing. And I feel that sometimes it's our duty as as humans to inspire other people with the cool adventures that we've taken. However, 
the thing that we all need to practice is, is what this, uh, this new enlightenment that you've had, Andrew, is the fact that, yes, we do have a killer story, but so does the person we're talking to. Even the most quiet, uh, seemingly bland person at a dinner party um, has an epic adventure behind well, them they haven't it. told. So there's this, there's, this, there's this one guy in particular. His name is Jeremy Hansen. Um, Jeremy, uh, um, I hung out with Jeremy quite a lot and he's, well, he's an astronaut, um, and, uh, for the Canadian space agency, but Jeremy is, um, this guy, uh, he, he's done things. Well, he, he's a test pilot for the, uh, for the air force. So this guy, his job is to take up airplanes and put them into uncontrollable spins and figure out how to get out of it before he crashes and dies. <laughs> and then, so he has to be a critical thinker, uh, and and be com- and very calm and um, uh, and follow a very specific method. So there's a story about this guy, who how he was um, uh, he, he was in the air, and there's there's this code, and I don't know what the code is. I think it's like let's just say it's code thirteen. If if a pilot says it's code thirteen, it's it's like pretty much saying mayday, mayday, mayday. What this code means is it's like uh, I am in an uncontrollable spin and I cannot get out. So people in the in, the, um, uh, in flight control hear him come across uh, the radio saying, "Code 13, nice and calm. Code 13," and they're like, "What? I what? Are you sure?" Yes, I got a code 13. Meanwhile, so he's up in the air and he's spinning upside down, reverse, backwards. He's like. Doing G forces up to uh, twelve, um, which is you know people pass out at G G seven, um, and uh, he was really calm and pulled himself through, and uh, and he actually did pull himself out of that uh, that that spin and was uh, and and uh, and was able to uh, fly back safely, but he never tells that story, and uh, and so I spent a year with him. And the only way I knew about that story is his mother told me about it later on. And I was like, why would, like, of all, all, all the times we're talking about flying, because I've been always very interested in flying, and he, he, never, uh, he never talked about it. And it was because I was talking about doing flight simulators and all the things I had done. And I, you know, <laughs> well, you know, and, and like, <laughs> and, and, and like, see, because like, he, he's, he's the quiet one. But I mean, like, you know, and like, I found that all the astronauts are like that. Okay, can we just rewind a little yes. bit and yes. let, let Dave know uh, right. okay. where how you got connected to and this this is a place Andrew where we're asking you to share your story a little bit. How did how did you get connected with astronauts? And for the record, um, Andrew has always been uh, amazed at space. Like he he knows all the constellations. Got a big massive uh, telescope. Uh, this guy knows space. And then take take the story from there, Andrew. How did you get connected with uh, with NASA and NFB etc. Right. Um, um, I had this idea to make a show, um, uh, a space show uh, for kids. Um, and so uh, my buddy and I, one morning at 2 o'clock in the morning, uh, decided, let's shoot a pilot. And so we shot a pilot. So the sun came up in front of a green screen, a, like a green bed sheet that we stuck to the wall, and made this uh, awesome pilot, this great demo. Uh, National Film Board saw it, and um, we started this project called the National Film Board Space School, where it would be um, it, we would be replacing textbooks, science and space textbooks, in the classroom with this 
online experience where you'd be able to learn everything to do with space from robotics to uh, even geography, like geography from space. Um, and it just so happened, this is about a year before Chris Hadfield was launching. And so uh, with the National Film Board and the Canadian Space Agency, we teamed up and we, we just followed Chris around for a year while he was training to become the, cap, uh, the commander of the space station. Uh, and so through Chris, I was able to meet um, all these, uh, like the top physicists uh, in the world and, uh, uh, and the, the whole the team of astronauts. Um, and uh, it, it, it was great. I mean, like there'd be mornings in Moscow where I get a knock on the door at six o'clock in the morning and, uh, and I'd open it up just in my boxers and one one of the this is one astronaut uh david saint jacques who'd be like hey andrew what are you doing right now and i'm like well, how, how do you look i think to myself how do you look so perfect right now at six o'clock in the morning and i i'm still in my boxers and he goes uh do you want to go run to the kremlin like uh uh how far is that he goes six kilometers like well there and back or just there he goes no no six kilometers there I'm like oh um Okay, um, and, and so like I thought, well, like, when's they when's gonna ask, when's an astronaut gonna ask me to run to the Kremlin? <laughs> so we would uh, I I put my uh, sandals on because I didn't have proper shoes, and uh, we started running. And the thing is, this is a guy who um, one day he ran the Houston Marathon because uh, he woke up early in the morning and had nothing else to do. So, like, you know, so, so I, oh, I'll run a marathon. Wait, wait, so you got to, like, this is a very, this is so cool. I mean, like, you, you get to meet these astronauts via yeah. Chris Hadfield. Yeah. <clears throat> what do you, and it sounds like you've been hanging around with him for a while. Like, yeah. what are you, what are you taking away from, like, what, it, <sighs> what makes an astronaut? And by the way, you know, and, and we, we're yeah. going to be interviewing Chris Hadfield. Yes. Later. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I, you know, so I, Knowing that, I had a chance to dig into, you know, watch him, sp- you know, hear him speak. Right. And by the way, he did give you a shout out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> except he thought you're from Nova Scotia. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, he had it right. He did. He did. So it's fair, yeah. fair to him. <laughs> but I mean, and I, so this is really, to be fair, my only experience I- I- peripherally with an astronaut. Right. The guy spoke Russian. He played the guitar, sang, and then talked at a very at a level that we could yeah. all understand about space travel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you could tell. I mean, he could just go so deep on any topic. Mm. So, so but but that's so that's one man. But you you know you've been with a group of astronauts. What do you what did you learn about you know what it takes to be an astronaut? Okay, so um, the one thing about them that is very common, or the most common thing, is that they're all happy. They're all happy people. Really. Yeah, they're um, they're very uh, um, nothing like they 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 will make uh, <laughs> you know like lemons into lemonade. They'll make lemon into gold in every in every circumstance. <laughs> like they um, um, they I mean like they're on a level that um, most human beings like a- astronauts are selected because they are like they represent humanity. Like they're they're the best that humanity has to offer. So like this guy uh, David Saint Jacques, who I went running with, um, he speaks uh, eight languages fluently. He's a surgeon. He's an astrophysicist, and he's a um, I believe it's a mechanical engineer, or it might be a civil engineer. I can't remember. It's one of the two. But anyway, I mean like like and but they've all they've all got that. They've all got the, they have this 
lust for learning. Um, and uh, but the thing is, the other thing about them is um, they uh, they don't they don't ever talk about themselves. There's uh, an, there's the another humility astronaut. almost. Right? Yep, yep, yep. There's another guy um, who uh, Chris. Uh, I, 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 I mean, say to say it's one of Chris's um one of his you know I'd say he's one of his best friends but I, I know he's one of his closest friends his name is Tom Marshburn and um I think he he talks about Tom in his book um but uh when I met Tom uh I was struggling to get a bunch of stuff up the stairs I had a whole bunch of heavy gear with me and uh, I was we we're actually going through uh, the launch pad in Kazakhstan and uh, I was, and all these people were walking by me, and no one has helped me. And this guy in this blue suit shows up and just grabs a bunch of my stuff and pulls up. And the guys in the blue suits are the astronauts. And I was like, "Wow, that that's that, like, thank you so much! Like all these people um, who uh, you know who could have helped me. This is the one guy who came over and, and he goes, hi, my name is Tom. What's your name?' Uh, and uh, you know, and <laughs> the thing about Tom is." Um, he, uh, on a level that I've never encountered in my life, I had a two hour dinner with him and he, he had this ability of turning the conversation. Every time I'd ask him about, um, about what it was like to be on a spacewalk, like holding on to the space station and looking down, like the only thing that's connecting you, uh, to, um, to uh, the rest of humanity is your hand holding on to like a little small bar on the outside of the space station, looking down at Earth spinning by. I wanted to know about that. And he somehow answered it by getting me to talk about something. <laughs> like like, I, I, like he, he, would, he would turn the conversation so easily, but he was just so genuinely interested in me. But I was the one that was... I, th I think more interested in him, but he kept making me talk about myself. And then at the end of the conversation, I was like, well, I didn't learn. Like when I, when I, when I went home to my, uh, my hotel room, I was like, well, I didn't learn anything there. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what? I wonder, like, I wonder if naturally curious people, like, and it sounds like that's something that, 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 you know, that you learned, uh, Andrew, astronauts have in common. Uh, just in general, though, I found naturally curious people tend to be more happy. Like, I, mm. I just, this is my own just anecdotal observations, right? Like, when people are curious about other people, that genuine curiosity um, seems to carry over into just, you know, a, la a lust for life, you know? Yeah. It's a very cool quality. So what, how has it changed you as a person? You know, interacting with these people, and, I, you know, you talked a little bit about talking less about yourself, but, I mean, let, let's hear about the yeah. impact on you personally. Well... Um, I, I just, I just started feeling that, <clears throat> I just started feeling that my life kept just getting, <sighs> like, it, I think in our industry, in the film industry, um, t talk is so cheap. Um, and, and everybody talks the talk. Uh, everybody talks about this new thing that they've got and it's about to be green lit, but it never happens. And it takes, you know, it, you got a certain amount of luck and it's certainly, you know, it's certainly a lot of hard work to make things. But I, uh, I just started, you know, the people, the people I started finding that I'd, okay, look, one of, one of my longtime closest buddies is this guy from Rossi, um, 
who made his first billion dollars when before he turned 26. And um, you would never know who he is. He's a jeans and t-shirt kind of guy. Um, he did it completely on his own by thinking outside the box. And uh, he now has a, like a monopoly of gravel in Alberta, uh, like uh, gravel pits in Alberta, uh, and, as well as like gold mines. And, and you could sit with him for a year and have no idea that you're sitting next to a billionaire. Um, and and I, I found that about uh, – there's a number of people actually in St. John. I'm not talking about like the obvious family, but the, like these are people who have done – some pretty amazing things, but they live in bungalows and they're worth half a billion dollars. But you will go the rest of your life and have no idea who these people are. And uh, um, and I think, you know, like that, that's what I really love about these people. Whereas if you go to a place like Los Angeles, everyone's trying to make it look like they've got it. Like they're always doing the, they're talking the talk of, like, <sighs> Uh, they're, 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 it's like this game of pretend of what they're able to do. See, I found myself in a very interesting situation. Um, this guy uh, that I mentioned, he he's got a, a house here in Halifax, and it's quite a famous house. It's 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 large, and um, it's right on the ocean. And uh, I I just make sure that it's running okay. I call it the cottage. We call it so, the Tidby like, cottage. The, <laughs> Right, so like you know, I'll, I'll I have my telescope out there, so I'll spend my Friday nights just kind of looking at the. I'll spend the entire night out looking at the stars, and but somebody mistook me, and this very interesting scenario, this uh, situation happened where um, somebody thought that I was the one that owned that house, and I thought, you know what, I'm gonna play along with this, uh, and just see what Jamie has to go through um, constantly, and, and so. Sat at this table with these people. I didn't know any of them. They all thought I was a billionaire, and, uh, and meanwhile, um, <laughs> I'm not <laughs> at all close. <laughs> but um, they, uh, um, I started asking people. I asked. I started like I was the one getting the conversation going, asking people about themselves, and I would say, uh, "So, uh, like, are you guys all uh, from 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 Halifax?" And so the first guy goes, "Yeah, but I make enough money, I can live anywhere I want." Ah, interesting. So right now it's a whole thing of like who can puff their chest out the most. Everybody dropped how much money they made at that oh, at that the table. Most boring conversation yep. ever. And oh. the thing is, and, and by the way, uh, if a guy does that by rule, divide what he says by three, and you've got an accurate, uh, you've got an accurate uh, I, I, number. I, I, I think you're being conservative. <laughs> I'd say yeah. drop it by nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, what, uh, you, you know what? Like I, like it's you know when you here's what I I learned as uh, I played a very unimpressive uh, junior hockey career, um, but it, but I learned a lot in the time I was playing junior hockey. And one thing I learned was the guys that were really going to go to the show, yeah, and, and played with a number of guys that went on and played you know for a number of years in the NHL. They didn't need to talk about themselves. They right. they just went about their way, and you know, nice guys generally. I found people that are in the bubble a lot of the time really needed to puff up their chest, right? And yeah. it was a confidence thing, you know. And right. and so it's it's kind of like when I hear, you know, it, it, you're always suspicious of people who are who are talking a little bit too much about what they do. And I think of, you know, these astronauts have clearly made it, mm -hmm. right, in right. life in terms of what they want to be doing. Mm -hmm. They have a natural curiosity and. 
just not a need to talk about themselves because probably people would would you know clamor just to hear a little bit and and they you know that must get boring at some point right yeah. Uh, well, I guess to talk I mean, about but, yourself all the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah, true. It does get Andrew. I know you. You feel the same thing too. I'm like uh, using Plant Luxury as an example, or you know, the the latest TV show that we're doing right now. It's like you say have the same answers over and over again, and you, it does get to a point where you, you you're dying to hear the stories of other people. Yeah. But like Andrew and I were talking on the phone. I and the reason why I thought this conversation would be really valuable for this podcast is we're we're kind of. Uh, at a little bit of a challenging point here where we do as human beings have a responsibility to inspire others, each other. And storytelling is one of the most, you know, the most effective tools of inspiration. Uh, but it's finding this balance. And ever since I read Chris Hatfield's book, um, and then I, ever since uh, Tibby and I had this conversation a week or two ago on the phone, I've been thinking about this because I dominate conversations all the time. You know, and and Tibby's got a long a long uh, life of doing it as well. So it's really cool for both of us, kind of thinking this way, and especially as documentary filmmakers, it's critical to put the listening ear on. But it's a two way exchange at all times. Mm-hmm. Tibby, what do you think about that? Like it's it's a crisis point, but it's not about turning ourselves off either. No, but uh, like Greg, when you asked me to be on the show, you wanted me to talk about these things that, I, that that I've got going on right now. And, and like, actually it's like, it, it is actually one of the, like, uh, 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 th- this past year has been one of the most insane, most incredible um, times that I've ever had. But um, I, th- that's when I said, I'm sorry, Greg, I d- I'm not going to be on your podcast. Right. Because like, uh, I was like, I'm, I, uh, you're like, at a crisis I, point I, I, with well, this, in a way. I, 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 yeah, I was like, I, I, I'm, 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 I want to be more like these people that I highly respect. That I, the thing about them is that you never, you never know what they're doing because they're too busy doing it. You know, and and like, and I thought, you know, I have no problem telling people about these things that that, that I'm doing. It's just that I didn't want to come on for an hour and be like. I am so great. I'm doing this and this and this. And, you know, I, I, I just, I, I just, I start to feel very uncomfortable with myself. I, I was on CBC talking about one of the things that I was doing and I spent the rest of the day shaking. My hand was shaking all day. Cause I was like, I've turned into that guy who thinks he's so awesome. And, and I don't like, and I, and I, I think I, I, I need to stop. I need to stop doing it i mean i don't mind talking about one-on-one with with people but okay uh, I, i've i've got a nice lessons learned here um in about 20 minutes we're actually going to be talking with chris hatfield himself right uh, uh hey he told his story is in a book he was on a talking tour he does media all, so he does talk about himself all the time however there's a difference the difference is he's using his anecdotes his adventures his stories to inspire a, a higher message, right? right. Um, and you tell, talking about the examples of the stories that we talked about in the last half hour um, is to inspire a higher message, which is let's think a little bit more about two-way exchanges, right? So yeah. uh, there's a difference between saying, oh, yeah, I just went to Africa and I just shot this documentary. You should have seen all the people I met. Right. Or having the exact same conversation saying, I just went to Africa and you wouldn't believe the face of poverty is not what I thought it was going to be. And let me tell right. you what my thoughts. Let's have a discussion. So using stories right. to start discussing a higher yes. uh, 
per- and I think that's where I'm kind of having revelation right now. Uh, and you know, I, I have to be honest. Listen to Chris's book. Or, yeah, <laughs> I admitted it. I listened to Chris's book. <laughs> I don't read anymore. Like, I, I, well, I, don't, I just don't read anymore. Anyway, it's 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 just an interesting philosophical uh, yes. discussion, you know. And uh, I think the other part, Andrew, uh, on this podcast is everybody we speak with. We speak to entrepreneurs, movement makers, and disruptors. We're we're not talking about them for the sake of talking about them. Every single episode we've had, some you know, the listener goes, you know, goes away with a new thought, you know. So that's why it's totally uh, appreciated that you're sharing here. But I think I feel you're sharing for the right reason on this podcast. So, so uh, yeah, thanks for that. Yeah. Well, yeah, and <clears throat> tell us a little more. I mean, the the so let's go back to uh, you know we're listening to, to Chris Adfield speak and he yeah. and he he brings up your name and maybe let the audience know a little bit about you know that connection and the, right. this 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 pretty friggin amazing video that goes viral that you right. were you were you know uh, in a big way responsible for as i understand it but i would like yeah. to i'd like to learn more well oh yeah sure um the uh um because I, I had i'd spent about mm, uh, about a year with with Chris uh, in his training. So uh, both um, in, in Montreal, uh, in in Russia or in Moscow, and um, and in Houston. And so I kind of shadowed him, and uh, we became buddies. In fact, um, uh, we've had a, a number of beers together, and I've actually got one of his beer glasses here with me now. Uh, I, I have I have sort of a collection, a weird collection. I keep all the beer glasses from all the astronauts I have a beer with. Um, so, <laughs> the, um, but no, anyway. So Chris, while he was in space, um, he contacted me and asked if I could help him out with a music video that uh, he was trying to put together. Um, and of course I said, yes. And, uh, um, we, uh, we did the space, the, the, the space oddity video. But the thing is, I mean, the funny thing about that is that he, he sent me down four shots, um, three, uh, two of which were identical. So basically I had three shots to make a, uh, three shots to make a, uh, like a five video. minute video. Yeah, exactly. Or a five minute video. And I was like, Chris, I started sending him messages. I need a shot of this. I need a shot of this. I need. So slowly, these shots started coming through. Um, and the thing is, he doesn't he doesn't read emails, especially when he's in space. He just he doesn't want to have to read a full thing. So it would just be like point form. Need shot here, looking this way. Need shot this way, looking this way. And so in the end, um, well, he he called me on the last day um, while he was in space. The coolest phone call I've ever had. Um, the day we were going to launch, and I was like, "Chris, there's one more shot. We need. There's one last shot. It'll be your legacy. Sh- your legacy shot." And I was like, uh, "I need. I need the shot of you with in the cupola, which is this big bay window that overlooks Earth spinning underneath you." And I was like, "I need a shot from there, uh, looking at Earth, and you sort of peering back at Earth and looking at the camera, and then you start to sing, and then about." Eight minutes later, uh, inbox goes ping, and a shot from space came straight to me, and put it in, put it online, and then it got like twenty five million hits. <laughs> that, you know what? What an amazing story! But like, he, story. He, and we'll hear. So let's so let's dig into this a little bit further. So you know, Greg was mentioning your fascination with space from a yeah. from a from being you know a child childhood yeah. right and yeah. and on. I mean, you got a telescope, and it sounds you know like you're very well versed. 
and here you are. Like, what was the feeling like for you? You're interacting with someone in the space station in yeah. almost real time, right? Yeah, yeah. No, like, yeah, like what, what was going through your mind at that point? Uh, um, honestly, I was thinking, I, I didn't think anything out of the ordinary, but I just thought this is quite typical of my world. <laughs> like, honestly, um, um, like, uh, it, it, I just... You're trying to get the job done. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, well, it wasn't... I, I, I've been very, very, I have been very, very lucky about um, about the experiences. Like, very often I have to, I'll write down on a piece of paper uh, all the events that took place so I could figure out how did I get to this spot right now because this is so surreal. Um, but then... Uh, <laughs> So in in experiences like this, where I'm hanging out in Houston and I got a level four clearance, which basically means I can go anywhere, uh, and no one's gonna bat an eye at me. It's um, you know, of course I feel very, very. Oh, I felt so lucky, but it was just like a another day in the life of. <laughs> uh, and, and that we'll, we'll close with this. That is why. It's hard not to tell your stories. You well, know? And, and, and you should tell a story. I mean, that's yeah. a great, that's a beautiful story. It's one of many. Yeah. Um, and, and what I think is so, what's so amazing about that story is so many people in the world, I mean, 25 million views, um, you know, <laughs> are part of that story. I, yeah, it's, it's, talk about uh, high impact and measurable impact, right? Yes, but it, it wasn't an experience that was just handed to me at the same time. No, you, you know, spent like a year all, with them. Well, well, it was that, but it was also everything that led up to that. So, like, especially with this new, with the millennial generation, they, I see it, I see it. We've got these interns in all the time and they expect, they expect to go work for Vice right out of film, film school. And, uh, and, uh, they they kind of you know I'm I'm finding more and more people feel the they they want the um, they expect to have things given to them that they're entitled to it and I always have to you know there was this thing a few years ago that drove me nuts it was called the um, the secret it drove me crazy because the whole thing about the secret was um, if you want to be a millionaire write down a million dollars and put it on your refrigerator and think about it every single day I'm like well that doesn't make any sense you got to write down the goals. What are you going to do to be able to get to that point? You know, no one is just going to pass you a million dollars. So, like uh, Greg and I have a friend of ours that was a, it was an actress, and she was like, "I'm just going to manifest uh, getting a lead role in a movie," and it never happened because she wasn't taking the proper steps to get there. So, me, I, I've always I've I, I um I, I've always loved science and space, uh, and I, I spent about a year and a half of doing. Like a lot of hard work to be able to, and then I got this incredible re reward. And actually, it's not over. I mean, we're about to start it all over again, and I'm about to like, spend the entire winter in Houston again. Oh, cool. Um, with uh, and it's, but it's it's the steps you have, the steps you take to be able to get to those goals. It's it's uh, you know, you you work hard with something that you're passionate with, that you have a passion for. Um, you, you you'll get rewarded in some one way or another, in very surprising ways as well. Who knew I was going to be doing a, a video that will that was the first of its kind. Like I had no idea going into it. It was like a nice little reward at the uh, at the end. And it's it's the old fashioned hard diligent work with passion. I can yeah. say yeah. Uh, well no, and I mean and you didn't have that as a 
it's an, it's almost a byproduct of the hard work, completely, right? Completely, completely. Yep. Well, Andrew, thanks a lot, man. This has been a very inspiring chat, and uh, you're gonna love uh, episode two with Michael Logier. Is that is yes. episode two or three? Yes. I don't know. One of the okay. early ones. Well, <laughs> Andrew, I'm gonna challenge you to listen to go back and Boiling Point uh, podcast and uh, yep. listen to Michael Logier. Uh, and, then, and then uh, send us a note, see what you think. <laughs> laws, sure. He's got the laws of attraction. Yeah, yeah. Best. Oh, yeah. yeah. That being said, his, his principles were far more concrete like what Andrew was saying. Exactly. It's not about just wishing for the million dollars. Yeah. It's like, what are your goals to get there? And stop yeah. talking negative to yourself yeah. was kind of that point. Yeah. Uh, do you want to have a closing question? Well, no, yeah, a closing question. Tell us about the, the next project in Houston. Like, what's, what's coming down the pipe? I mean, and what should people be watching for and looking for? It's... Yeah, it, it's because um, I feel that I wasn't quite finished with my space, my own personal space journey, and uh, I wanted to, um, I wanted to, I wanted to keep on that quest more for, um, I guess for a fifty-fifty split of uh, for my own personal, uh, uh, like I, I, I just felt there was so much more out there that I hadn't learned yet. And what better way to learn it than to actually go and meet these uh, theoretical physicists that are building warp drives than to actually go there. Um, and so uh, we pitched a show. Uh, it's, you know, talk is cheap. It, the deal has not been closed, but on the 12th, it will be. Uh, and, uh, and I'll be... Yeah, <laughs> um, and uh, I get to embark on this on this journey again. But it's it's just it's all about uh, space, like cutting edge space technologies. Oh, very cool. Yeah, very cool. And how do people learn more about you and your work and and some of your stories? Work. How can they find you? Um, or even well, or even contact you. Like, uh, there's going to be people who are want, might want to talk more with you. Oh well. Um, uh, just my name, Andrew Tidby at Gmail. If you have, if you do have space questions, I love answering everything I can. And if I don't know the answer, then I'll hook you up with uh, someone who does know, like like an astronaut, <laughs> like an astronaut. <laughs> Speaking of which, we've got one calling in in about four minutes. Andrew, th right. thanks so much, man. We really. <laughs> right. Hey, I, I've got one last question. Yeah. We're gonna be speaking with Chris Hatfield in yeah. a few minutes. Do I? Do we call him Commander Hatfield? <laughs> what, what, what is what is the appropriate uh, address? Well, you know, um, <laughs> start with that and you say, no, no, just call me Chris. Okay. <laughs> I love it. All right, Andrew. Thanks so much, man. Thanks, buddy. Right. We'll talk soon. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Awesome. Yeah. I, I, his, his energy is always so high. and uh, deep, I, I, deep thinker. I, thinking I, a lot, eh? Thinking a lot. And, you know, uh, it, it's interesting coming from a perspective of, of a best friend who I've known for, you know, a good chunk of my life. Really, since the space thing happened, he really has shifted. Um, not saying the way he was previous was, uh, was, was not the right path. It was because I really still believe that sharing inspiring stories, it's our duty, <laughs> you know? However, that shift of experiencing the astronaut way, quote unquote, uh, of humility and uh, knowing that other people um, have equally amazing stories, they may just not be, you know, Expressing them. Expressing them. Yeah. them. Yeah. Um, and as communicators, as filmmakers, as coaches, this is a, uh, I mean, this is a theme that we can all learn from. And I, I just say it's really exciting for, for Tibby to go through this. Because, uh, you know, I really haven't. Uh, I remember back when Facebook first came out because Tibby was my roommate. We'd be watching movies or whatever. And he would not get off Facebook. And I was like, what, you know, what, what a waste of time, you know. But this is before I really understood Facebook. Then I got addicted to it. 
and now like I'm I'm the most selfish Facebook on earth you know just throwing stuff out all the time um, and you know for the past year and a half I haven't seen Tibby pop up on Facebook like once you know like he's really shifted his uh, his way mm-hmm. which is, I think is really cool especially mm-hmm. in this day of such hyper connectivity with social media and whatnot Tibby's actually living uh, you know living his own gospel right now he's not just talking about changing the way he communicates he actually is and uh what a cool uh, Boiling Point podcast interview. Yeah. No, I just love hearing how a person's passion and work can influence who they are, you know? And I guess I heard that in, in Andrew. And, and he, you know, what a neat guy. You can tell. I know why you guys are friends. And, you know, and I just, and you both, you know, live amazing lives. And it's just wrestling with that, I think, and trying to figure out, you know, how do, how do we share when it's appropriate? And then how do we, you know, leave enough space, time, and energy to, to, for the people around us, and um, yeah, that's that's cool, man. That's cool. So, and in his connection with astronauts is just so amazing. And you know, and I, I tell you, it's a. I, I'd love to learn more about you know you know via like we're gonna have a conversation with Commander Hadfield, but you know, like it's a really interesting existence that I never, to be honest, really thought through. Like, how do you become? an astronaut and some of the lessons around that is is really quite brilliant so um so i so i appreciate you i appreciate andrew coming on because i know he was a little bit reluctant right you know based on um and uh just need to hear you guys interact man so um so we'll we'll on on onward and upward and and it'll be really cool to see his next project um and what he's doing 100 percent. and just to continue on with the the astronaut way uh, the book that I just finished listening to is Chris Hatfield's uh, An Astronaut's Guide to Life on Earth. And really, if you want to understand what it takes to become an astronaut and what type of person yeah, you need to be to become an astronaut, you got to listen to this book or <laughs> read the book if you still I read, read it. You listened to it, so we got it. Got yeah, it. yeah, yeah. So just, as, as, just for the audience but it, sake. You so, know, but, you know, the other thing is for the audience to say, even if you're not interested in being an astronaut, but you're interested in, in how what the training they go through applies to your life. I mean, there is a deep connection there. 100%. So I couldn't help but think about how do I, what do I see myself being in 15 years? And that's a question actually he posed in his, when he spoke here recently. Very inspiring stuff. And, you know, and, and to see, you know, the fruits of all the effort and labor. And you kind of heard that in what, what Andrew was talking about, right? You yeah. know, and that, it's, it sounds like bumping up against these, men and women has, has helped, um, well, shape kind of his view of what it takes to be successful too. So awesome. Good. We'll see it. We'll, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Yes. And the, the, the big secret between you and I is next week is actually two minutes away That's for right. us. We just happen to release the podcast week, week after, after week. week. Yes. So, uh, so Matt's got all the extra. We want to say thanks to, uh, our, our new technician, uh, James McDonald. Thanks a lot, man, for setting up our uh, booth. We've got a brand new mic. Dave and I both have mics, uh, which is great. Thank you. Uh, also, a uh, big props uh, to Matt Weber at uh, Edible Matters, uh, who's our producer on, uh, in Halifax. And uh, yeah, uh, share. If, if, if you find value in this, we really appreciate uh, spreading the word about the Boiling Point podcast. Thanks so much. Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit Hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling.
Hi, this is Candace Sampson, the voice behind What She Said. My show is your destination for stories that not only entertain, but also educate and empower. Every week, I spotlight strong female voices from across Canada, women who are changing the narrative and driving change. Don't miss out on these inspiring episodes. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Music, or head over to whatshesaidtalk.com. What She Said can also be heard on blasttheradio.com, Mondays at 5 p.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. That's blasttheradio.com. It's time to dive into the stories that truly matter.